Blog Talk Radio. Sponsored by WomenSpeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, you're listening to Marnie's Friends. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guest by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlet, and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Hey everybody, this is Marnie Sledberg. Welcome back to another edition of Marnie's Friends. I'm excited to have you with us this afternoon for some social media training with our guest Shelly Lyons of the Lyons Group and the website is yourmediagirl.com. During the next hour, you're going to want to grab some kind of a notepad and take some notes because Shelly's going to share with us how to understand and properly use the different types of social media, the most useful tools and apps for your smartphone, how to create an editorial calendar, how to create content that engages, how to use and follow hashtags, and the power of potential, uh, power and potential of outsourcing and more. Our guest today, Shelly Lyons, is a Hootsuite certified social media specialist, a writer and speaker from Texas. She served as a marketing chair for her church women's conference and has also provided social media strategies for numerous clients, including authors, speakers, and business owners for over 10 years. Again, her website is yourmediagirl.com, and welcome to you, Shelly. Hi there. How are you doing, Marnie? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to have you with us today. So, uh, I'm excited how was to be here. You, how is it that you decided to uh, become a social media strategies person? Oh, my goodness. That's a long story. <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> it started out with... A, <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like um, the reason why I started to become an entrepreneur is to just help those that didn't have the resource to do it themselves. And I was looking at the pricing and how much people were charging to do it, and I was like, oh, I can do that and help small business owners without charging them an arm and a leg because I love to do it. And, um, you know, I want it to be reasonable because I know starting out as an entrepreneur, you just sometimes just don't have those funds. Interesting. And where did, where did you actually learn how to do it? In your own business? Yes, I started actually with my husband's business. He has a sports newspaper, and he wanted his newspaper to have legs, is <laughs> what he's called it. And so we would go out and do networking, like physical networking, and then social media came on the um, horizon. And I was like, oh, this is a great tool because it helps us reach outside <laughs> of our own community and right. you know reach a nationwide right. audience. And so it just kind of built from there. Kind of changed everything for us. It okay, did. so <laughs> how do you understand and properly use the different types of social media? Let's go ahead and start with the types themselves. What are the types of social media? Okay, well, you have um, social networks, which is basic. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. You have social networks, which really connect you with people. And Facebook was started off, and they're trying to revert back to that because it's become a lot of um, very commercialized. But originally, it was to create 
a social circle that was bigger than your normal circle of friends. So you had Facebook and you had Twitter and you had LinkedIn or you have them. And those places are for you to network and just get to know people on a level of, you know, a community that you would never probably have just going out and finding a place of business and doing that at. Then you have um, media sharing networks like Instagram and Snapchat and YouTube um, where you can show photos and videos and other media and things like that. Then you have discussion forums which shares news and ideas like Reddit and Quora and Dig. Then you have bookmarking and content curation networks which help you discover, save, and share new content like Pinterest and Flipboard. And you have consumer review networks like Yelp and Zomato and TripAdvisor. You have blogging and publishing networks like Blogger and WordPress and Tumblr. Then you have Internet-based networks like Polyvore and Etsy and Fancy, social shopping networks like Amazon, Goodreads, sharing economy networks like Airbnb, Uber, and TaskRabbit. And then you have some anonymous social networks, like you can communicate anonymously, like Whisper and After School. And some of these are almost obsolete now because they're kind of hidden. <laughs> A lot of people don't know about them. But those are some of the types of social media and what they're used for. Well, just that long list there. Uh, we've got our work cut out for us because the show's only an hour. <laughs> so, right. So that's I know a you're lot. not going to go into crazy <laughs> kind of do it for them. <laughs> it depends yeah. on the type of business that they are. I can let them know, hey, you are not going to get a lot of use out of Twitter. Um, you know, you re- really benefit more from a LinkedIn profile and maybe an Instagram. So I kind of analyze, you know, what their business is about, what their um, target demographic is, and kind of go from there. And a lot of people do the big three, which is Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, but you have a lot of clients that just do Facebook and Instagram, and you have some that just do LinkedIn and Facebook. So it just depends on the client. It depends on their business and who they're trying to reach. Would you ever recommend that somebody tries to do all of them? No. Oh, no. Not, yeah. not hiring me, I wouldn't, because <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Not if you have a brain, right? Okay. So, no, yeah, ma'am. You'd be paying about $10,000 for that one because <laughs> I'd have to just yeah, focus sure. completely on you and your business. That, that's just a no way. Mm-mm. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and even, you know, you guys, if you're doing it yourself, you know, it's the same kind of a principle whether you're having somebody do it for you or doing it yourself. If you take on too much or the wrong ones, you're going to burn out. So exactly. this is kind of. You know, Shelly, you're saying what you help people do is identify which are the right ones for them. And maybe, listener, you already know which is the right one for you. And and like with me, I I know, you know, I know Twitter is my least one, you know, and then Facebook Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. huge, LinkedIn is huge, YouTube is big for me. You know, so, I mean, we, and you know, I use use also the, of course, Blog Talk Radio, uh, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, like that. That's also um, big, big for me. So when when you're Mm -hmm. thinking about this, uh, and and somebody doesn't have a a consultant. What would you advise them? What's the easiest way to kind of just if you if you didn't have somebody to help you do all the legwork behind the scenes? What would you recommend somebody do to begin with to identify it? 
Right. If they don't have someone that can help them, um, I always say go to Google. Google knows everything. So there's a lot of articles out there. There's a lot of um, information that you can find on the Internet, on Google, that can help you um, kind of figure out what it is that you try to do. And there's a lot of people that actually do free um, analysis of your business. And if you're already on social media, um, they'll do an analysis of what you're what you have and kind of help you, and they do that for free. So there are some consultants that will do that um, and give you that option. They'll do a, a report for you. And if you were going to do a search on Google for that, what kind of search words would you use to find this service? Mm, um, social media. Rate card, I think that's what I did. I, I had one client or one potential client do that. Um, I'm trying to think of what it was called because I used to do an analysis for our clients. Um, but, you, I mean, to me, you just, you know, Google is so vast <laughs> that you can almost put in any keyword and find what you're looking for, and it will lead you to something else that you might need to find. So just starting out with social media help maybe, or yeah. um, social media for business. It depends on, again, social media for authors, if you're an author, or social media for speakers. You know, those Narrow type of down. keywords you can put in and, yeah, try to figure it out. And I love, too, and that's, that's a lot of the way that all of us use Google, of course, is mm-hmm. to you start with what you know, the words you know, and then they help you by providing results that have several different words, especially at the bottom of the page. There's often that list exactly. um, that will give you some more Oh, you know, that's a much better fit for me than what I typed mm-hmm. in. Cool. Very good. You can good. also so look at, all... at businesses that are similar to yours. And, I mean, it's just True. like when you're yeah. putting together a business plan and you do a comparison, you can look at businesses and see where they are and how effective it has been for their business. And that could also give you an idea of what you should use for your worst. So out of this whole big long list that you gave us here, do you have favorites yourself? <laughs> my favorites are Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. They're my favorites. Okay. And I love Pinterest, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I, I think it's cool. I didn't expect this long of a list when we were coming into this uh, question, the different types of social media, but it's absolutely true, and it's really great that you, as a consultant, are aware of all these and can help people, you know, uh, pin pinpoint which would be the best medias for them. So that is so cool. When you say properly using them, do you have any do you have any tips that you want to make sure to cover right now on air? Sure. Um, one thing is that when you, you know, get social, you want to make sure that you have your goals in mind. You want to make sure that you know who your audience is. Um, you want to make sure that you focus on quality and not quantity. Some people feel like they need to get on there and post 15 times a day, and that's not necessary. Sometimes you can post once a day, once every two days, and it will be just as effective as, as posting you know, two or three times a day. And each social media site, actually, if you go out on Google again, there's actually um, – you know, reports and articles out there that will tell you this is how many times you should post on Facebook and the times that you should post. So there's actually that information available on um, on Google to help you and kind of guide you. Yeah, for sure. I think the one thing I always like to remind people is just remember 
that your page, um, whether it's your personal or business or ministry page or whatever, your page is your living room. And in your living room, you get to start the conversation about anything you want. But when you go to somebody else's living room, you really Mm -hmm. only get to jump in on conversations that are already going. And this is the number one mistake I see with new with new, especially new businesses who are trying to use this as a promotional tool, they make the mm-hmm. mistake of going and posting on someone's wall their oh, stuff. Oh, that's a no-no. Really, <laughs> yeah, it's really a big no-no, and it makes people have a mm-hmm. bad feeling towards you, which is exactly the opposite of your goal. <laughs> so right, just remember, exactly. You know, stick with the conversation. If truly what you're providing does flow naturally into the conversation, then of course, if you were live in their living room, you would mention it too. But if they're talking about recipes and you sell insurance, then it's just not appropriate. And it's so right. just remember, it's a conversation just like a networking group would be where you would exactly. never just stand on the table and demand Yeah, you just don't go and overtake somebody else's page. <laughs> <laughs> and even in right. groups, just, you don't do that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it's just helpful to have these things in mind. We're going to take a real short break, come back and talk about the most useful tools and apps for your smartphone. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Are you ready to experience your best life possible and share biblical success principles with others? Register for the SPY Coach Certification Program today. SPY or S-P-I stands for Success Principles Intensive. It's a six-hour online program that equips you to fully comprehend and train biblical success principles. You can check it out today over at Marnie.com. It's available as part of the mentorship program, or you can buy it as a standalone certification program. Learn more now at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie. We're talking today about social media strategies to help you expand your reach. And our guest is Shelly Lyons of the Lyons Group. Uh, Her website is yourmediagirl.com. Shelly, before break, we were talking about the different types of media and how to use them. And now you have some great tools and apps for us for our smartphone, which I'm excited about because I know, (laughs) you know, for me, I have my favorites. You know, and when I tell people about my favorites, they're like, there's something that does that. Really, that's so cool. And then they tell me about theirs, and we can always learn more. And there's so many more being introduced oh, yeah. all the time. So I'm just excited to pick your brain about your favorite one. <laughs> my favorite, of course, is Hootsuite. Um, I'm a Hootsuite certified social media specialist, and I got my certification through Hootsuite. And it helps me so much because I manage several different clients and I have everybody in one place, all of their social media pages. I can schedule them. Um, And when we get to the editorial calendar, I'll tell you how they work together. But that is my favorite tool of all time. I used to hate it. (laughs) I was like, I don't know how to work this, but then I went and did the training. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the best. So Hootsuite is my number one favorite. And then um, WordSwag, Uh, have you heard of WordSwag? No. <laughs> this one um, helps you create wonderful graphics on your, um, you know, the graphics that you need to post to your social media. Um, there's some tools in there that um, they already have graphics and pictures, and then they have fancy um, fonts and the ways that you write the fonts and things like that. And they also have quotes that are already embedded in this app. 
So if you wanted some cheesy ones or you want some funny quotes or things like that, they're already embedded in this app. And so you can go in there and create a nice graphic to post to your social media. If you're using um, a media sharing network like Instagram, this is perfect for that particular social media site. It's also perfect for Facebook and for Twitter. I want to interject there too that um, sure. WordFlag is the one that you're using. I, I've used PicMonkey for years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of PicMonkey. <laughs> yeah, similar, similar type of thing. And you guys, it, it does make an incredible difference in your time investment into making these yes. to have some of these tools available to you. Yeah, great. Oh, yeah. You can okay. create a, a nice graphic in like under a minute. <laughs> it's so and easy. It looks really and That's what's Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. My husband's a graphic designer, and he's like, how did you do that? And I showed him this thing, and he's like, hey, you're taking over my industry, girl. I'm out of business. I know. I used to go to him and ask him to do all my graphics, and now I don't have to ask him anymore. And he's not, you know, he's okay with it. But at first he was like, this is not cool. (laughs) Well, Um, exactly. And that's, that's what's amazing about so many of these tools is it really does give give the power right into our hands to do it ourselves, yes. which is so, so fun and amazing. Yeah, okay, what's it's your next time, it's, it's It's helpful with your time management, and it's also helpful with your money. Yeah, <laughs> it, it helps with sure. your pocketbook. Instead of having to pay someone $75 to do a graphic design, you can do them all yourself, and this app is literally mm-hmm. like four ninety nine, $4.99. Yeah. $4.99. And you get everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, another crazy. great tool is um, if you have a Facebook business page, the Facebook page manager is your best friend. Um, so you can actually manage all of your Facebook pages from Facebook page manager um, from your smartphone. And uh, you can post your events. You can schedule your posts and things like that with Facebook page manager. That's a great tool. Um, Photo Grid is another one where you can create photo collages and graphics with text. It's not as, to me, um, as easy as WordSwag. You've got to do a lot of moving around yourself, and you've got to, you know, upload your own pictures and your own text and things like that. But it's still a great tool for original um, creation of photo collages and things like that. Hmm. Cool. Cool. Um, Another great tool is the Repost app, and that is for sharing from Instagram. So if you see someone that has a great post, um, you know, you can't just go in and right-click on pictures, and it doesn't allow you to do that um, because Instagram really is used from your smartphone anyway. So the best way to do that is to use the Repost app, which allows you to go in. And, again, if you buy the full version, I think it's $4.99 again, and it allows you to create and make that your own post. But as we were talking about before in in being politically correct and doing the right thing with social media, you always want to give credit to the person that you got it from. So Repost actually lets you do that as well. It copies the person that you got it from and allows you to use their caption, their name, and the photo and repost it to your own Instagram page. That's a great app to use. And then there's one called Ripple. It's R-I-P-L. And if you want to make amazing videos, about 60 seconds that you can post to any of your social media, this is the app to use. It has music embedded in it that you can choose from. Um, It has different video 
flashes. I mean, it's just so many different. You can do collages and you can do um, uh, slideshows and things like that within your smartphone. And it's R-I-P-L. I'm going to have to get that one right after the show. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that one is, and it also allows you to put your your logo on these videos. Um, And that one is, I believe, $9.99. But that one's a monthly fee, which, again, I don't mind paying that for the, the usefulness of it. Yeah, and all of these things, all these things, you know, you just have to look at, you know, what am I using it for? What is the value to me? Right. Is that right. an exorbitant amount? And the, the reality is now that, <laughs> you know, like a WordPress, a WordPress blog, for example, if you were to have someone, if you were to have a, a web designer actually create that for you, I mean, it'd be like any $35,000 to have, yes. you know, or more probably, to have a mm-hmm. site like that created for you. And they're going to do it for you, either for free if you let them advertise on it or for just a small monthly fee. You know, so you, when you're looking at these things, like you said, you know, compared to a graphic artist, you know, four ninety nine a month is pretty reasonable. So you just always have to compare it and say, you know, does that exactly. seem reasonable? And, you know, when I hear people get frustrated about things costing money, it's like, okay, but some things do cost money. <laughs> so it's okay. Right. Well, you have to invest <laughs> yeah. in yourself. I mean, if you're not going to invest in yourself, who is? And and like I said, yeah. a lot of these tools they're not they're very inexpensive. I mean, four ninety nine a one time fee of four ninety nine for WordSwag is is worth it. You know, for all of yeah. the tools that you get within that app. Sure, sure. Did you have any more favorites you wanted to share with us right now? Um, Dropbox. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. you use Dropbox, but that is great for holding all of your content and creating great folders of your graphics and. Um, you know, just having those things there and having that on your smartphone, it actually helps you um, without taking up so much space on your phone. And uh, you can use that via your computer and your phone and work together. And that's very helpful. It's a very helpful tool to have. And also um, I make sure that my clients have access to it so they can upload things that they want me to post for them. It just makes it easy to um, – share content and information that you want to be posted to your social media. And um, when I create the um, calendars for my clients and things like that, as I'm updating, they can go into Dropbox anytime that they want to. If they want to go in at midnight, they don't have to contact me or call me and say, can you show me what you're doing (laughs) tomorrow? They can go look at that calendar in there. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I use (laughs) Google Drive a lot for many, many things. And then also – I have a smart recorder on my phone that is fantastic, just either for recording um, snippets of interviews for future use or else just reminders or whatever it is. I use the smart recorder a lot. Another one that I really like is the Kanban Flow. It's K-A-N-B-A-N Flow. And just having Mm -hmm. your uh, work processes laid out in such a way like that. And, again, you know, these are either for your very inexpensive um, services and, and apps that you can get. Fantastic. Let's go ahead and start talking about the editorial calendar because this is this is pretty overwhelming for someone who is maybe just starting to use social media for their business or they started and quit <laughs> because it was just too hard. So let's go ahead and talk about first the value of an editorial calendar, what it is, the value of it, and then how to, how do you actually put one together. Well, I'll tell you what, um, the editorial calendar is a lifesaver because you, what you don't have to do is 
come up with content on a whim. You can sit down and create this editorial calendar for the whole month. You can create it for two months in advance. You, can, you know, you just have to dedicate a couple hours to sit down and really pull some content together, pull some things together, and put down, this is what I'm going to post these days, this time, and then working with Hootsuite and schedule it out and helps you manage. And it's just a time saver to me, um, an editorial calendar. And so what it does is it helps you maintain a consistent cadence of what you're going to be posting and putting together in your social media on all sites. Yeah, and like what I'm going to let you share what you usually do for your clients too. But like what I do is I like to share, I like to share something like a personal photo of some type, sunset or mm-hmm. cooking or something like that. And then I like to share something about women speakers. And then I like to share something about the training program. You know, and I have this rotation that goes, and that it's very easy for me to um, keep people in the loop of what's happening as well mm-hmm, as showing mm-hmm. them something personal and then like a family one like that. And I think I just quote from a book or something I'm reading or something I saw, even the Bible verse, um, a mm-hmm. picture that's shareable on their site, uh, lots of different things like that. So when you're working with people, I'm sure they're all different, but what are some other categories you can think of of things that people can post? Well, um, I have an author, a couple of authors actually that I've worked with. And so um, what we do is we take excerpts from the book and motivate people with those and ask questions to engage um, our followers and things like that. And so, again, it's it's a matter of um, I love reading anyway, so I love when I get authors for clients so I can read their book and pull from the things that were key to me so they're key points that I can put out and create content with and um, and post that out. And it just it helps to work with the client to get their point across as to what they're trying to do and how they're trying to influence others through their writings. And, um, you know, business owners, kind of the same thing about their business. Instead of being so salesy, you know, a lot of things that people, you know, social media is service-oriented as well as your business. So you want to serve people as opposed to sell. And I feel like if they're if you're – if they want to buy it, they're going to buy it. You can't make someone buy something, but you, you can entice them. You can tempt them with the, you know, the teasers about what this book is about or what this business does and what it can do for you, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, the, key with, the key with what you're posting is that uh, at least a good portion of what you're posting should be shareable. And by, yes. that, um, by that, I mean, like, okay, so if you're in my living room and I'm talking about my daughter, that's probably mm-hmm. not highly shareable on your page, you know? It's no. really my daughter, <laughs> right? But right. when I share a picture of a beautiful scene or a beautiful floral arrangement or something with a Bible verse on it and it encourages you, you might very well press share and let the people exactly. on your page see it as well. Right. So mm-hmm. you want to keep thinking about this shareable thing. So what are some of the other tips or strategies for using an editorial calendar? Well, um, you also want to look at um, holidays, you know, and, and make sure that you're noting those in your calendar. For instance, um, this month you have Mother's Day coming up, so you want to make sure that you get ahead of it and make sure that you have something out there that, you know, um, 
people want to say something nice to their mother, and you, like you said, have something shareable out there that you post about Mother's Day, a, a great poem or a great picture with, um, you know, a great quote or something like that, that people can say, oh, this is great, this is beautiful, I want to make sure that I share this as well. So holidays, you know, if you're a business, um, Black Friday and, and Christmas and those types of holidays come up, you already know if you do a sales calendar that these days are coming up and you know that you want to sell certain things certain days, you can actually, you know, create a, a time, um, a countdown to certain days, and you can schedule that in your editorial calendar so you're already ahead of the game and you're not waiting until the last minute to try to get your sales post up and those kind of enticing things for people to come and see. So the sales calendar, I mean, the editorial calendar, again, is, is just helpful to help you get your thoughts out early <laughs> and not wait until the last minute to try to post something. Oh, my gosh, tomorrow's Mother's Day. What am I going to do? Well, you're at the beginning, and this is what I do with my clients every month. Depending on how much I post for this client, um, I start out on the last day of each month and prepare for the entire month. So they already ha- they already know this is what's going to be posted this day, that day. This is what I'm going to post for this holiday. Um, they look at it, they review it, and they say, okay, well, I would rather post this for this day. And then we go and we create um, Motivational Monday. We create, you know, Transformation Thursday, Freedom Friday, Feature Friday. So you pick, you know, and that's when we get into the hashtag thing. <laughs> it kind of flows right on into that. But we create things ahead of time so that we're not caught off guard. You know, and you can go to um, this place, what is it called, um, National Day Calendar. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. i got to go back and look at it. But it has um, all of the special days and special months, um, so you can get ahead of that and make sure that you're also posting because everyone is going to be posting about Valentine's Day and, you know, Easter's coming up and those things. So it just helps you get ahead of it. Well, and what's really beautiful, it's kind of like being a school teacher. You know, the first year was third mm-hmm. grade. It's really a lot of work. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, yeah. But the second year when you go around, not so hard. And it's like that uh, with social media, too. That first month, the first, you know, three to six months are really tough. After that, it's just going to become a rhythm. And what, what we found is that having a rhythm in the businesses with the social media, actually, it helps everything. You know when it your does. sales are coming you know when you're going to start pitching the sales. You know you know yes. exactly when you're going to do the climax, when it's all over, what you're going to do afterwards. You know, I mean, it really does force you in a way to get really organized about what promotions you're going to be doing when, exactly. you know, and to have them ready in advance. So it's great. It's really, it's a tool. Maybe it should have always been happening. Um, but when it's down to this level, which is down to the exact words you're going to say on which day, to which audiences, you know, in what, in what mm-hmm. way. It's really very detailed. And by the time you get there, then you have a clear direction of what you're doing all across the exactly. board. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a great guide. I was thinking about, <laughs> it is a great guide. So I was thinking, too, about some of the most shareable types of posts. And from my, from my observation and personal experience, something that's funny or humorous, people love to share that. They um, do. Something <laughs> with animals, especially adorable little baby animals. Oh my gosh, they mm-hmm. featured a lot. And verses and quotes um, that are nice. Um, do you find, now I haven't really tracked this one as much, the Facebook when it's just the words on the bright colors. Uh, do you find that those are shared a lot? 
Mm, not really. I think they just not. highlight what, what the person is saying, and, and they kind of like, yeah. mm, they have something great to say. <laughs> but I haven't found that those are very shareable because they're just plain backgrounds plain. with words on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I think too. I think that if yeah. you can if you can take the time, you know, to use something like, you know, the word flag or pick monkey or whatever to make a meme that actually has something that can be relevant. It's not only relevant to you right now, but it's relevant to a lot of people who are reading it. And those are the mm-hmm. things that are gonna be shared. So do you have a percentage exactly. that you say, I wanna do this much shareable content and I wanna do this much marketing and I want to do this much informational like and it's all you know we all hope that all of it gets shared but we recognize you know uh, some things get shared way more than others well they have the 411 rule <laughs> and that's basically throughout the the week of your promoting and and um, sharing things on social media you have four really really fun social media post and then you have one that kind of pitches your business and then one that's kind of salesy. So you, you yeah. make sure that throughout the week it's just 411. And my husband loves that because that's the name of his business, 411. <laughs> and when I said that's it, he was right. like, no, you made that for me. And I was like, no, it was already there. <laughs> it was somebody else thought of that. But that's so great because you do, I mean, it, it it would be strange almost if you never said anything about what you were doing in your business. Right. Or, I mean, that's right. just odd. So people expect exactly. that you're going to. But if it's mostly that, people really don't keep watching. They're too busy. Right. It's just commercial. Right. You know. So if you mm-hmm. share a lot of fun stuff in between, you know, that's what actually gets people's attention and holds it. So fun. This is Marnie Swedberg visiting today with Shelly Lyon of yourmediagirl.com. We're going to take a short break, come back and talk about how to create content that engages. We'll be right back. Find your next speaker at womenspeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring nearly 1,000 Christian women speakers from every state, denomination, and fee range some near you. It's all available to you 24 hours a day so you can start your most enjoyable speaker search anytime you have time. Search by location, name, topic, or fee range. Connect directly with the speakers you like using their social media links or the online connection box. It's really that easy. Womenspeakers.com has been the number one online connection place since 2002. Speaker profiles include a bio, professional headshot photo, a list of topics with descriptions, some references from people who've heard them speak, and so much more. It's all fast, fun, and free to search anytime you have time, day or night. Check it out right now at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and you're joining us at Marnie's Friends for Social Media Strategies to Expand Your Reach. Our guest today is Shelly Lyons of yourmediagirl.com. Shelly, so excited to have you here, and you're sharing such great content with us. Thank you so much. This is awesome. So uh, glad to be ahead. here. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about, uh, we were talking a little bit about it before the break. But let's go ahead and deep dive into how to create content that really engages. And when you have a new client and you've maybe looked at what they've been putting out and you have had some concerns about that or some aha moments about maybe why they're not getting as many followers or likes as they'd like, um, where do you start by explaining this uh, content that engages? 
Well, I look at, um, again, go back and I analyze and look at what they've done so far. Uh, Most of my clients that come to me already have their social media sites set up. I haven't gotten a a lot of clients that are new um, that I start fresh with, but um, their common complaint is I'm not getting a lot of likes and I'm not getting a lot of um, shares and I'm not getting a lot of this and so on and so forth. So I go and I look at, you know, just I do a bird's eye view of what their social media looks like and what they've been posting. And um, I come back and I let them know, hey, um, sorry, but your content is just not engaging enough. It's it's very salesy. It's very, um, you know, it's all about you. It's not about your customer. It's not reaching out to them. It's almost like your website. Um, 101 for websites is you don't build your website for you. You build it for the people who will be visiting. So the same is right. true with your social media. You you build it for the people, again, knowing who your target is, who you're trying to reach. So you build content for those people. If you want to um, engage your, your, your people that are coming to your social media, it needs to look good, first of all. We're visual. Social media is visual. You also have to remember that um, people on social media get on and get off. They don't stay very long. <laughs> so... So your your content has to be catchy and it has to be, um, you know, available for people with short attention spans. And I try to, you know, I have some people, some clients that are very wordsy. They want to write big, long speeches. And I'm like, I'm telling you, the, the thing with Twitter that made it as, as um, successful as that it, that it was is because it had 140 characters. <laughs> you just you see what you see and then you move on to the next thing. And even with the other social media sites, they don't limit your characters. But you should still kind of have that that insight that when my person comes on there, they don't want to come and read a book on your social media site. They just want to get something that makes them feel good, um, you know. So that's why you you have the four one one rule. The four are entertaining types of social media posts that that make people happy, make them smile, make them laugh, and then they'll be more. Um, you know, apt to come back to your site, and then you can slide in that soft promotion or that hard promotion um, in between all of those. So, you know, the first thing is that to make sure that your content looks very, um, you know, accommodating and very beautiful, and it's not just all about you. It's it's about who's coming to see you, and like you said, in your living room, when you're expecting guests to come in, you make sure that your living room is nice and clean, and it, it's very welcoming. So that's what your content has to be on your social media. Hmm. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I like I like what you said, too, about the Twitter concept. And then when you think about, like, a blog post, a newspaper article, or the beginning of a long Facebook post, <laughs> well, all you see is really that title and tag. I mean, that's really what you're seeing. And then you're going to make a decision whether you're going to keep reading or keep looking. Exactly. And so... If, if you are going to do a long one, make sure that it doesn't start with, you know, I was having a bad day or, you know, I mean, it just, it has to start with some that's going to actually grab someone's attention because the attention mm-hmm. spans are so, so short. And they very, they in really that are. setting, in that setting, it's the smartest word. I mean, it is, it is a ton of wonderful choices for people. They don't have to stay with you unless you give them something that's really pretty riveting or just directly important to them today. Exactly. So that was the next thing I was going to say is that your writing should definitely be relevant 
you know, an interesting, you know, sometimes it may have a call to action, but again, it has to be something that's service oriented for your, your audience, the people that you're trying to reach and, and um, it engages them because they want to have a conversation. They want to talk about whatever it is that you're posting, you know, news that's going on. You know, I mean, if you look at the most viral post. It's about something that's happening that's newsworthy. So you have to keep up with the news as well and make sure that some of the things that you're posting are relevant. And when it comes to scheduling and, you know, using your editorial calendar, you may do that for the month, but you still have to also remember to catch the current events and current news and things like that and incorporate that into your social media calendar. Just because you created a monthly calendar doesn't mean that it can't be adjusted to fit some of the things that are happening around the world. You know, saying a prayer for families that have lost someone, you know, when there's disasters and and things like that out there, you want to send out positive vibes for those things. So you have to remember that as well. Mm, That's really great. I was thinking, too, of um, what do you use to create your editorial calendar? I use use Google Drive, a spreadsheet in there to do mine. What do you use? I use um, Excel. Excel. (laughs) I created a template template in Excel. I I put the days um, that I'm going to be posting. I put the times. I put the content that I'm going to be posting, and then I put a link to um, my Dropbox folder that has the actual image that I'm going to be posting and the title, um, the title of that post um, so that I can click and go into those things from my, uh, from my actual spreadsheet. Yeah, and I think the only the only category, the only column I have that's extra is a category column. So whether it will be oh. a link to somebody's resource or whether it's a quote or a yes. photo or a video, whatever like that. Yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. and I have tabs at the bottom too that, that have quotes right. and excerpts and things like that to pull from. Yep. And then again, um, if you do a shared Excel, then other people can actually drop content in there for you. You don't mm-hmm. have to wait. It's just, yeah, it's it's so easy now. I just think back to, <laughs> I think back to when it all started, you know, and how hard it was because everything you had to create, every idea and every concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there's so many wonderful tools that we can use. Well, we're going to take a real short break here and come back and talk about how to use and follow hashtags and also the power and potential of outsourcing, plus a couple other final thoughts. We'll be right back. Minutes with Marty is my per minute coaching service. Whenever you feel stuck, have an idea you want to run by me, need to pick my brain, or would like me to edit your one page or media pitch, just schedule a 15 to 60 minute session using the easy calendar tool at Marnie.com. I'm so grateful that you're here with us today, and I hope to connect with you one on one soon. Visit Marnie.com, that's M A R N I E.com, to schedule your coaching session right now. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and I would love to spend some minutes with you if you would like me to review or give you some insight or just brainstorm with you about an idea that you're working on. I would love to do that over at Marnie.com. Welcome back to you, our guest today, Shelly Lyons of YourMediaGirl.com. <laughs> so great to have you. Howdy, howdy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's talk about hashtags. First of all, for people who aren't familiar with hashtags, or maybe they see them, but they're like, I wonder why that's there. Um, just go mm-hmm. ahead and do a brief explanation of the value of a hashtag. 
Okay, so the hashtag, that little number sign in front of a word, is um, it's more keywords, and, and that's the shortest definition that I can tell you. It's a keyword that categorizes um, your post into a certain area. So if someone's looking for weddings, you use that hashtag, and they can look at that hashtag, and your social media comes up because of that. So it's just kind of like using keywords, using the hash mark in front of it. And it started on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, and I like to think of it as a file name. So you have this whole yeah. world of files, and how are you ever going to find uh, the one you need? And it's a hashtag is a way that you do that. So mm -hmm. it Twitter, makes it easier then, for people to find, follow, and contribute. Mm -hmm. So at Twitter, mm -hmm. how do you actually follow hashtags? Well, it's more on, I mean, because, again, you put in the keyword in the search bar, and they pull up those hashtags. And then in Twitter, you know, it tells you which ones are trending. So if you look on the side of that, it tells you which ones are getting the most um, follows. So you kind of get on that train when you see that. For instance, and just recently, the royal baby, you know. <laughs> it was like royal baby, royal baby. Anything you wanted to know about the royal baby, you just put royal baby in and all of this packed up. All these posts um, came up. You know, so it's just, it's, again, like a keyword, like a meta tag or something like that that you can follow and find and search for if you're looking for something specific on social media. Okay, and how do they become valuable to the average person who doesn't have information about the royal baby? How did it become valuable? Yeah, how would, sorry, how would the average person use them? Yeah, use them to generate value. Like, for their okay, so, personal uh, uh, social media or to find out? Yeah. No, no, for them <laughs> to use personally. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it just depends. I think some people get on the bandwagon with certain hashtags just to be in the mix of things. <laughs> but if you really – you, you want to use hashtags that have to do with what you're doing. You know, don't just jump on the royal baby bandwagon. Like I saw some businesses that did um, – they do baby rattles and things like that. That's perfect. So Royal Baby, these are some, some silver-plated spoons and things like that. Okay, they would, you know, they would benefit from jumping on the bandwagon with Royal Baby. But like you said earlier, if you're an insurance person, you really, why are you using Royal Baby? It's <laughs> your hashtag. You just want to get seen. But that's really, it has nothing to do with a Royal Baby or a baby at all. I mean, it, it kind of could as insurance because you want to get insurance for your family, but not really. <laughs> So you want to get, right. you know, you want to get in on the trends that have to do with your business if you want to get on that bandwagon, not to just be posting out there just to be doing it. Right, exactly. So if you go, like I like to use Tweet Chat. That's the one mm. that I like to use to follow friends. Mm -hmm. And if you type in TweetChat.com and then you just type in what you're looking for, like let's say women's Bible study. Okay, then when you type that in, then you're, it's going to give you all of that, and, and you're able to track everything that everybody's saying about just that yes. one search term, um, which is great, by the way. Like, we use this for Bible Study Expo every year for the live online events because mm -hmm. people are sharing a lot, and people want to see what people are saying about the author who's speaking or whatever. So uh, it's a way to track one particular hashtag Instead exactly. of being overwhelmed by all of them. And it is easy to get overwhelmed by all of them. It is. And, you know, if you have an event, 
um, which I have clients that do that. They have certain events, so they come up with a hashtag for their event so that after the event is over, they can right. find people who attended and see the pictures that they posted and kind of give it a, a culmination so people can see this is what happened at this event. If you missed it, you missed out because this was such and such and such and such. So you can see those kind of things being hashtag as well, events, um, event marketing and things like that. For sure. And it's, it's so cool because when you are using a hashtag, especially to keep a group together in a conversation, mm-hmm. it, it's it's streaming pretty fast. Other than tweet chat, do you know of a different one that you like? Or mm, no, tweet chat is it. <laughs> okay, but yeah. I, I there you know, used again, to be, I just look at there the trend. Other ones. Yeah, there used to be I'm other sorry. ones. I tweet and different different ones um, that we've used over the years, but uh, now tweet chat seems to be like the best, or really pretty much it only is. one that really yeah. does a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and again, uh, Google. You know, if you go out and you do um, best hashtags, you can go out there and find the best hashtags for your business. You know, if you're an author, you know, influencer, and there's a there's a lot of information. Google is just such a great resource. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. I always like. I always mm-hmm. like to be able to prove things. You know, it used to be that you just couldn't prove things for such a long time, but now you just prove them right now in the moment. You can just go find out. Yeah, just go to Google. <laughs> so, so how how many hashtags do you encourage your clients to use? Like, I'm looking at one here Ooh. that she's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hashtag um, <laughs> in one post. <laughs> yeah, that that is overuse. <laughs> I really yeah. suggest. And and because Facebook is not really big on hashtags, really the the only sites that are really big on hashtags are Instagram and Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. and Facebook uses them, but it's not as prominent um, as they are on ha- on Twitter and Instagram. And so what I suggest is, you know, maybe two to three hashtags in your main um, message. On Instagram, you can have up to 30, but you don't have to use all 30, you know, unless you really, really need to. But what I've done, what I've suggested to my clients and what I've learned, because I'm always learning, is that you don't put all the hashtags in your main message. You put, you know, two to three in your main message, and then underneath in the comments, you put additional um, hashtags that would draw people to that particular post. So, um, you know, and a lot of times it will get your numbers up and, the you know, people looking at them. And now on Instagram it actually allows you to follow certain hashtags. You can put that in. And so anything pops up, um, like my son is about to go to Texas Wesleyan College, and their motto is Rams Up. So I follow Rams Up. So anytime they put that out there, it actually pops up in my Instagram so I can see what they're posting about the Rams Up, you know. So, um that's really cool that you can do that now. But, you know, you just don't need to use that many hashtags. You can find one or two, maybe three at the most, that are relevant to what you're posting um, for the day and um, and use those in your main post and go from there. Absolutely. Such great content. And, and also, you guys, a <laughs> hashtag is like a keyword. And when, like in YouTube or different places, you have the opportunity to add keywords, be sure to do that because that is how you get found. Let's go ahead yes. real quickly now and move toward the power and potential of outsourcing. And outsourcing is one of my favorite mm-hmm. <laughs> modern day mm-hmm. opportunities. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. 
Um, so much there. Go ahead and share share what you have for us on this, and we are coming to the end of the hour here in a few minutes. So. Okay. Well, hashtag, I mean, hashtagging, Lord, um, outsourcing, it is cost-effective. It allows you to have increased efficiency. You can focus on things outside of, you, you know, things that are not your specialty. You can give this to someone else, um, you know, just like social media. If social media is not your strong point, then give it to someone else to do, someone that's knowledgeable, not just some kid off the street, which some people do that. They think all kids know all social media and they don't know strategy. But, you know, it just helps with efficiency and time management and you get faster and better services and you can focus on the building and developing of your business in those areas where you have strengths. And so outsourcing, you outsource to those those areas of weakness that you have. If you don't type, get a virtual assistant. You know, if you don't do social media, get a social media manager. Um, if you don't do graphic design, get a graphic designer. You can outsource all of those things. Um, if you're not a salesman, get a sales rep and pay them on commission, you know, um, things like that. So it's just the benefit is that you can focus on growing your business in other ways than focusing those things that you're not strong at doing. Well, and it, it is such a modern it's such a modern version of the of the former hiring a consulting organization or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it really again like an app on your phone. It gives you the power to make the decision and it also brings it down into your price range so that you can hire I mean you can hire people from very, very inexpensive per hour up to very, mm-hmm. very expensive per hour. I mean every range is available to you. And it yes. kind of depends on where you are right now and what you need right now. So, Shelly, exactly. would you consider yourself an outsource provider then? You're a, you, I am. You, people would outsource to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. They do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's more would, reasonable. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. That's fine. Yep. <laughs> and I use up, Upwork, um, U-P-W-O-R-K.com, for a lot mm-hmm. of my outsourcers as well as sometimes directly uh, have someone like you, Shelly, come along and help. Uh, there's just all kinds of ways to do this. And I know we're going to be doing a show on this coming up here. Uh, my son and I have been kind of working on this because he uses, he, he does uh, startups and he uses a lot <laughs> of outsourcers too. And there's ah. some real strategies and uh, tips to doing this successfully versus, like you say, getting somebody who, you know, says they know how, but then you find out, oops, um, I just put my whole business in the hands of someone who doesn't know what they're doing. So uh, there's some ways ways to kind of safeguard. And we don't have time to go into this deeply today, but do you have some just kind of top-level strategies or insights for people about finding outsourcers or using them? Um, It used to be... um, Elance, and I can't remember what the name of it is now. Um, yes, Upwork. But yep, basically, again, one. Upwork. Yep. yeah, I work now. I yep, used to they be can, on they Elance. They can find a couple. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. But again, Google, you know, go out to Google and just look for, um, you know, outsourcing um, opportunities. Um, there is a virtual assistance network. Oh, my gosh. And I used to be a part of that. I think, still, I, think I still have an account. <laughs> But um, you could go there, and there's virtual assistants that are specialized in certain areas. There's paralegals, there's graphic designers, there's social media specialists, um, just various different types of people that do different things, and they are consultants, and, you know, they have hourly rates, they have monthly flat rates. 
like mine, I have a flat rate for the month. That it, I think it just helps people so much to just know what they're mm-hmm. going to pay and what they're going to get from me for that particular um, cost. It helps a lot rather than just I'm going to charge you, you know, $25 an hour, and then at the end of the month I spend 100 hours and you're paying me $2,500. That's just not reasonable. Um, so you want to find a social, I mean, a, a someone that you outsource to that can help you probably with a flat rate, especially if you're on a budget, on a tight budget. Yeah, that's great. And I know my son has been using Craigslist now to find outsourcers, and they've been having fantastic results with that. Really? Again, you know, I know. It's, such a, it's like really you're going to hire people on Craigslist. But, of course, um, wherever there is a forum that's working, then it can work for you. And so that's kind of right. the key. Wow. This has just gone by so fast, and you have shared some really terrific <laughs> strategies and insights with us here today. And, uh, Shelly, you actually do this service. You've mentioned it a few times, and we've been talking about this for people over at yourmediagirl.com. So when people go over there, what are they going to find? They're going to find the perfect place for people who need help with social media. I offer social media. I offer business consulting. Um, you know, those types of things. They'll see some examples of some of my clients that I have worked with in the past and see what I've done, some of my work. Um, it's very helpful. <laughs> and they'll find out how to contact me in case they need some help. Great. And this hour has been so much fun. And I hope that you guys who are listening will share this with all your friends because there's some great stuff in here. Thank you for being here, Shelly. Just loved having you. And uh, God bless you and hope to have you back again. Thank you so much. It was great. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you guys for being here. You know, you just can't have a radio show without listeners, and you guys come and throw us on to the top of uh, Blog Talk Radio every week, and we're so grateful for that. And for those of you who host us on your um, websites around the net, we are so grateful. If you want to host this show on your website, just go to Blog Talk Radio and click at the top of any page. It will show you a little download player box. And that will allow people to come to your website and listen to this there, too. For those of you who listen to the archives or to iTunes and Stitcher, thank you. And for those of you who carry us as a syndicate, thank you to you, too. And we are excited to um, be moving forward with lots more new guests and training coming up. So don't miss anything if you haven't already registered for the Marnie Minute Weekly E-Zine to keep up on everything. You can do that over at Marnie.com. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you next time at Marnie's Friends. Bye-bye.